0: Get iXL now and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Hey, zero season four, episode three starts right now. I'm BD joined today by Jamie Jurak.
2: Good morning.
1: Top of the morning. We got Aaron Perrine. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? We got Jenna Anderson.
3: Hey, everybody. And hello to Dementia 66 who says they're digging out a trench while listening to us. I That's a new one. I love it.
1: <laughs> More information, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that seems like a lot of possibilities. Like, it's like a metaphorical trench? Are you in trouble? I don't know. Are you doing work? You in... Anyway, welcome to the show, From the Trenches. Uh, today's show we got a lot of news to talk about. Uh, also, happy birthday to Phase Zero. Phase Zero turned three this week. We debuted with WandaVision. The WandaVision anniversary is a nice reminder uh, of Phase Zero's birthday every year. Thank you for everybody who had digital cake with us. Uh, also, thank you everybody who like reminded us of the birthday. I saw on Twitter <laughs> the people tagging us on, on, on social media saying, happy birthday, Phase Zero. And I was like, oh, that's right. That is this week. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it had it had slipped my mind for a moment. It's been it's been a busy year so far, but we appreciate everybody who's been with us for this ride. There are like thousands of people who have been on this ride with us for years. So that's insane to me. Thank you to all of you who listen every week. You're the real heroes here. Uh, I, you know, whatever, it's interesting. I'll like post stuff on Instagram. Yeah, like this weekend, I, did, I was watching the X-Men animated series and I post a little thing like, ask me anything, content suggestions, whatever. The number of people who... Are, I see on see it's, it's more than Twitter now. Instagram is where so many phaser listeners will say those things where we're like, oh my God, you really listen, you really pay attention And there was one and I know Jamie saw it. I think it was Jamies <laughs> burner. You know. but what in reference to our, uh, our echo recap, somebody responded to my little ask me anything whatever on Instagram and said let Jamie do the next recap <laughs> and I say, you know what you're right.
2: That was both mean and very funny. <laughs> they had a point. Oh.
1: They had a point. Jamie is unmatched. BD
2: did a great job with Echo. Everybody, ah, it's okay, thank you, but no. <laughs> because BD put effort into it. That's the yeah. Difference. You wrote like, like a so novel, so yeah. Like that's that that's why people like me doing it because I'm j- I'm just flying by the seat of my pants and I say dumb stuff because I'm not thinking about it. I think that th- I just make a fool of myself and people like that.
1: I just make up for lack of talent with hard work. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, We were supposed to have a bonus episode. We promised this. We announced it on the Haley Atwell episode. Uh, Sydney Freeland, director of Echo, was going to be a bonus episode coming this Friday. That has fallen through. Scheduling conflicts, as they say. She's at work on another project right now. It spilled into one we were supposed to record, and it didn't work out. We are currently working to rebook a new guest for Friday's Spotlight episode, which I think people might even possibly be more excited about if it works out, but I'm not going to say their name. I'm not going to say anything about them, what project they're from or anything until it is booked and recorded or something. Cause I just, you know, I hate setting those things up and then them not coming to fruition. But anyway, that's our show. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Please subscribe to phase zero on YouTube. Leave a five star review and we're going to get through some news now. And I think Jenna is going to kick us off with one that is
3: not what she's going to be really happy with. I, I've been waiting to talk about this because the discourse for the past day or so has been exhausting. Um, so Tatiana Maslany was on a Code Names show on Twitch and was asked about She-Hulk season two and if it is going to happen. And her response was, I don't think so. I think we blew our budget and Disney was like, no thanks. Um, so I have so many thoughts about this, obviously. Um, my my first thing is, I hate the fact that this has started kind of a new hate train on She-Hulk. The amount of people coming out of the woodwork again to be like, ha. I told you that the show wasn't good i we get it you don't like she hulk two years after it came out cool whatever but i wasn't necessarily expecting a second season or promised a second season i would love one if it still happens i would not be surprised if she honestly doesn't know if that's still going to happen but either way she still exists in this universe and is still going to show up somewhere so i've made my peace with it i just have not made peace with the amount of people who are using this as an excuse to be misogynist so how does everyone else feel about this
2: I mean, I'm definitely where you are. Like, it's a it's a bummer if this is true. But it's also just feels like Tatiana is just being funny as well. Yes. Like it, what the way she said it is funny um but people like taking this as a celebration i still don't people not liking this show to that extreme is so crazy because it's it's so much fun uh but you know people don't like women so oh well sorry folks i will also say
3: she did appear on a podcast in between getting cast as she hulk and shield coming out where she did say the show had musical numbers and that did not pan out at all she was clearly joking for the sake of the podcast so this could very well just be a joke that she's doing but who knows
1: yeah, I think it could. I haven't watched the clip, but it could just out of context just be her being messing around I be like, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. We blew our budget. Same way, you know, anybody would like, if you're in a conversation when you know a person, you can tell if they're joking versus if you just read a quote, then whatever. But I mean, I would be as surprised if She-Hulk season two happened as if it didn't happen. It's clearly a very expensive show. It wasn't super well received. I, I think that in general, Marvel shows right now haven't been met with the... the reception they thought they would it's not wandavision it's not loki season one anymore it's not even hawkeye people are their expectations are through the roof their negativity is through the floor and i think a lot of stuff like i mean just look at the trend four live action shows in 22 in 21 three live action shows in 22 and two live action shows in 23 and only two this year they're clearly cutting back so i i think they're realizing you can't spend 200 plus million dollars on these things for six episodes when She-Hulk had nine though. But, you know, I think that that in general, that model is not working. And that's not just Marvel. That's, I think, all of streaming. So while she's joking, I think there's a little bit of truth to every joke. She might have her doubts, but, you know, we're obviously going to see She-Hulk again somewhere, maybe just in season two of her own show. Maybe in season two of her own show, but yeah.
4: I think, because I always do macro level stuff on this, that how do you hold the performers and the creatives accountable for stuff that happened minutely? To me, this piece is an absolute like bookend to the news we got about Pixar over the weekend about there possibly being oncoming uh layoffs over there because of some of the projects not making as much money but I'm like but that's not the movie's fault we watched Elemental at the house a couple weeks ago and I was like wow Peter Stone, you guys did a really good job and by the way that movie's come back and like basically made its way into being actually a pretty good story for the for the studio but it wasn't You know, Pete Doctor and them that decided all these things were going to be on Disney Plus to grow subscribers. It was JPEC and Iker and the people at the top. And, you know, there's no accountability up there. It is what it is. This is the other thing. We blew our budget. It's so funny because we had the worst of these Disney Plus shows probably last year with Secret Invasion, whose budget was more than She-Hulk. And at least I understand why the budget for She-Hulk was so big. You had to animate the big g- green giant woman. There's no big green giant woman in Secret Invasion. And there probably should have been. I mean, this is like normal size. Did you watch Secret woman? Invasion? What? No, no, no. Not giant though. Giant.
3: Did you see that Dragon? Like huh? Super scroll level. First of all, if, if one you... Drax
4: arm costs $150 million, we've all lost the plot. I'm <laughs> upset. I don't know what the going rate is. Someone in the comments needs to go tell me what the going rate for uh, a Drax arm is for me and for Rocket so that we can know. I, it's just silly. you so, got to get some
1: juice and some tattoos. Get, get some juice and some tattoos. <laughs> so yeah. we get. Don't tell Bradley Cooper, man. Don't tell him. Nope. Cost you about two months with the right supplements. <laughs> The local GNC. Go ask the questions. Oh no, Uh, that's not GNC level supplements, buddy. That's. Guys, let me show you what I got in my coat here at the gym.
3: Twenty twenty four is all about like health research and health facts on phase zero, apparently.
1: Oh boy, come back next week for Ozempic. We're all going to start doing steroids here on phase zero. Wait till you see our physique at the end of the year. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, well, She-Hulk season two, Tatiana's joke, maybe joking, maybe serious, says seems it, says it seems unlikely. So it's just, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think we're going to be really surprised at some point Marvel's going to release a new grand plan, updated grand plan. It's not going to be as much. It's not going to be as loaded with new characters. It's going to be more season twos and more sequels. That's what I think. That's what, the, that's what everybody says the plan was. That's why everybody's saying be patient. Phase four is all about new characters. Well, we'll see what they do. Uh, speaking of old characters, Robert Downey Jr. said some stuff, ended up being a big story. This man is racking up awards for his role in Oppenheimer. I think he deserves it. He was fantastic. Uh, but he said, A, that he thinks he did some of his best work as Iron Man and it went unnoticed because of the genre. This was on the Literally podcast with Rob Lowe. Uh, and he also, Ross, so he gets a phone call in the middle of this podcast and Rob Lowe goes, well, wait, wait, hold up. Is that Marvel? Are they calling you? They, well, we got to break some news. And Downey just goes, home. not just yet. Uh, I think in the same sort of jest that we are assuming Tatiana Maslany was making. So, also, like I said, some truth to every joke. I think Downey knows that door. It's like, it's like mostly closed, but you can still see the light coming through the crack, and it's definitely not locked. And if it was, he has the key. So, I, I, I just this started a whole bunch of you know fun conversations. Two, one being. Do awards and superheroes still not coexist? And does that matter? And two, is he coming back as Iron Man? I mean, we all still assume yes, but who cares about the awards for the, for the genre? The the, award, the I mean
2: I just want to say as, as much as I love his performance as Tony Stark, I don't think any of any of those movies were Oscar worthy in terms of his performance. Uh, you know, but then again, the man was nominated for Tropic Thunder. So like, but I but I do think that I mean, like, I think Patrick Stewart should have been nominated for Logan. There are absolutely a time and a place. I mean, Angela Bassett changed the game when she got nominated for Black Panther. Uh, There is absolutely a place. I mean, you know, two different people, one Joker uh, Oscars. Come on. It's it's not that crazy. Uh, But I've never, but I don't think that RDJ necessarily deserved an Oscar. Maybe some juicy MTV movie awards for sure. Wow. You man, those endgame. So, that's a I would love a popcorn. He did some brilliant, he he really did do
1: some brilliant work in Endgame, though. I mean, he did brilliant sure. work throughout. Like, I mean, he, it, his Tony Stark is just, you know, obviously unmatched. But that, that endgame stuff with his dad and all that stuff, and I think that he did it, he did really fantastic work in Endgame. Maybe, maybe
2: but 2019 was a really good year for acting for especially men like that like there like he was n- never going to be in that conversation especially that year if you go google that year that was that was not happening
3: I agree with Jamie. I think like there, there's two prongs to this conversation, which is just like there should just be a larger kind of awards conversation around genre stuff and it should be kind of treated like the the, the good work in it should be rewarded. It is weird that like a year from now, we're going to be talking about, you know, Lady Gaga getting another Oscar nom for playing Harley Quinn probably. So it is possible. But yeah, I think that he definitely did there's a reason why he's so iconic there's a reason why we always are talking about Tony Stark on the show and it's because he played it so well so I don't think he's wrong to say it I also do think once he does get his Oscar nomination very soon the door to return to Marvel is going to open a little bit more because they're definitely going to want that
4: I, I remember the fervor and the push to try and get him in best actor in 19 and I think that if we'd had the academy scrambling like they have post covid he would have gotten nominated for one of those weird would be oscar things that only lasted one year cuz what was it what was it the best of uh, film moment was that oh. the crowd pleasing moment james oh, yeah. my historian the, uh, don't even get uh, me
2: started on that <laughs> that, that was the <laughs> Snyder <that>. award
3: yes, <laughs> yes yeah, that.
2: that that actually though ended up being the next year that that was in even though they included Endgame that was not the 2020 Oscars that was the 2021 Oscars and I remember because I was in a hotel in Austin yelling at the screen when that <laughs> happened um, I also want to say that Adam Sandler wasn't even non- nominated for Uncut Gems that year that's Sad. how crowded yeah. that year was <sighs> so uh, you know and that was <laughs> I mean to, don't even get me started <laughs> so.
4: this is how we win <laughs> I
2: understood
1: that reference <laughs> all right talk to us about that fantastic four
3: yeah go on Aaron.
1: oh it's true
4: man i i i i see fantastic four and my mind glitters over like that episode of black <laughs> mirror like i can't see it um so we got pedro Pascal uh reportedly dropped out of zach krueger's weapons because of fantastic four's production which is now scheduled for the back half of 2024 this lines up with other weird scooper craziness from like in Snyder and RPK and everybody else who online everybody who has that microphone has been saying that this is getting put into production this year. Um, does this make you guys excited? Do you think it could still make the date? I suppose is the real thrust of this question. That's Will very- his arm have healed by the time we have to do Fantastic Four? Will he spend the first half of the movie in a sling? Well, damn you, Karen Culkin, first
1: of all for hurting <laughs> Pedro. you, you did. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but <sighs> second of all, when is the release date for Fantastic Four right Isn't now? it
3: May? May if twenty-five. Yeah, which 25. Is, if they're not starting, because like the thing said, I think like <laughs> Q three of this year. Which I'm like, there's no way you can't even get like a low budget indie movie turned around that quickly unless you like hustle. So <laughs> if, if that ends up being the case, then they're probably going to have to delay it. But I do think the fact that we even have like a quarter in which we could start filming is nice because then we could finally get out of this purgatory of waiting to see who else is in this cast. So God
1: bless y'all. May second, twenty twenty-five. If this thing starts filming in August. No chance. No. Cue up the Vince McMahon song. No chance. <laughs> so yeah, no chance in hell. You, like, come on. They would have to start filming next week to meet a, a date 16, 17 months out. I mean, it's a big ass movie. This is Fantastic Four. They cannot, I'll tell you what, I don't want it to make that date if it starts filming in August. This is an important movie. Like for the yeah. success of phase zero, we need it to be a win. <laughs> this movie needs to be good. Do not rush this one. Do not rush Fantastic Four. Take your time. Drop it in twice. I don't give a shit when you drop it. Just make it good. You only get to drop it once. Don't update it for Disney Plus and make it better. Don't become the new director's cut of the world. Just drop <laughs> a good movie. I'm begging you. Take your time with Fantastic Four.
3: Agreed. But
1: well, the cast will be here soon. I hope so. You think that. You Not say too. that. No.
0: I, don't, Please, I don't believe
2: it. I think casting... Happy three years, just talking about this on phase zero. Yeah. <laughs> Listen,
1: <laughs> I think that this is one of the top priorities at Marvel Studios, getting this this cast in place and getting this movie started. And it's also one of the most important things they have going on right now, uh, aside from Kang, if that is being recast. But I think the Fantastic Forecast they got to be upon us. Uh, imagine if they hold this out until Comic-Con. I will lose my mind. No. Mm-mm. No, they need, it's got, I I think within like 30 days, we'll know the fantastic forecast and that's not inside information. That's just an optimistic guess, whatever.
3: Somebody clip that so that in 30 yeah. days when he has proven wrong, we can all Gosh. talk about it.
1: If Aaron said it, it would have been true, but I I've
3: been to. burned <laughs> too many times with this movie that has not even started production yet. So I, I will not believe it until filming actually starts because somebody could still drop out before the filming even starts, as evident by the next news story we're going to talk about. So. Well, which is
1: more likely, though? Fantastic Four is cast by February 17th, 2024, or... Madam Web is a very good movie. I, I,
2: I mean, you're good. asking nonsense questions.
3: <laughs> you're also you're like,
2: asking Madam Web defenders that question. But, so. but, but also, I mean, what? What? That's like an apples and oranges. That's like an oranges and oranges. Oh no! You
1: guys sound scared. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving,
2: Jamie. Oh gosh. Um, so according to uh, Daniel. Uh, PK, the rumor is that Euphoria's Austin Abrams is being eyed to replace Steven Yonis Sentry. And so I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know who this guy was, so I googled him because uh, I don't watch Euphoria. And I was like, Oh, he's in Dash and Lily, that's what I know him from. Uh but my thing about this is this guy's 27 and Steven's 40. And I think that's really if that if this rumor is true, that's quite a difference uh in how you're going to present a character. That's a different stage of someone's life. Also, I learned that Austin I learned a lot about Austin Abrams and he's 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 also from my hometown, Sarasota, Florida. So in a way, I am rooting for him as a hometown boy. But I don't know. I think this is uh, interesting because of the age difference. What do you guys think? So Mm -hmm. it is interesting because I put this in the rundown and then literally like last
3: night, the DCEU leaks account, which was the account that first said that Stephen Young had dropped out of Thunderbolts. They said that he might have already passed on this role. So we don't even know at this point, but I, I did watch Dash and Lily. He was great in that. He's really good in Do Revenge. That is like one of my favorite things that is on Netflix, and I really liked him in that. So I could see it. I do agree that it's really interesting pivoting completely differently in terms of the age range of this character. I don't think we've ever seen that with the MCU, so.
1: I, I do think it has been said that he's passed on the role. Yeah. So given he's passing, Fantastic Four, tough to cast. Well, Fantastic Four, regardless, leave them out. Take I take that comment back. Let's talk only about Sentry. Stephen Yeun drops out, calls it scheduling conflicts, calls it that, and Austin Abrams now passes on it. I do think the prestige and the willingness to take the 10-year commitment now that Marvel requires or the seven-movie commitment they ask for so that you're kind of guaranteed not getting necessarily a big raise if you become that star based on their movie anymore. Uh, I think we're going to have to see a shift into shorter movie contracts for people to take this on, I really feel like Stephen Young probably looked at this, started winning a bunch of awards for beef. You know, he's got Invincible going. So that's kind of, he's got a full time job. The man's employed for the foreseeable future with Invincible. He's got a steady income, if that's the issue. And if you look at Young's career, he's made really careful, good decisions since leaving The Walking Dead. He did seven years on The Walking Dead. He did his whole i'm the same character for a long time bit and then since then he's picked really he's picked winners he did beef you know he worked with jordan peele he's he's done invincible which only really requires him to go into a voice recording booth which is a lot less of a time commitment than a live action role and i think he might have just looked at it and been like i don't know if i could lock myself into a marvel thing for 10 years and five years ago, he probably would have been like, that's a pretty awesome opportunity. A lot more people would have. And I think that even people like Austin Abrams and other, other people are starting to look at it and go, I don't know if I'm willing to give this this, this job that much commitment.
3: I yeah. will also say Peter's in the chat bringing up like the workout r- routine and the dieting and everything that goes into being cast as one of these characters. Mm-hmm. I also think that's a huge part of it too. Cause if you're getting offered the role of century, how quickly do they need to start filming to make that July, 2025 release date? Like you would have to be in the gym 24 hours a day to get fit enough to fit into that costume in the matter of weeks. So I'm sure that's a huge part of it too.
1: Well, we mentioned it earlier in the show. There's ways.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: <laughs> I was going to
1: uh, say, go it's,
2: ahead. It, I was also to say it's also worth knowing that he was nominated for an Oscar uh for Minari. And it isn't he isn't he going to be working with that director again? And yes. I would yeah. want to go work with the director I got an Oscar now for again, more too. So Well, he I mean he got his Emmy Award for, for with
1: Jake uh who's directing Thunderbolts. But yeah, I okay. mean like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yes. I mean okay. <laughs> are you say are you comparing Oscars and Emmys right now, live on the show? <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I stopped myself from doing so. <laughs> Aaron, how do you feel about this? Yes,
3: yeah,
1: please. Uh,
4: we can't let her drag the show into awards discourse. I don't yeah. know anything about it. I'm happy to let uh, Jamie talk for, for me on that. Um, I really do think it might have been just scheduling stuff, though. Like, I know we all love palace intrigue, but, like, also, I think the... Have you remember freaking Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth talking about how much it sucked to be in shape for these roles. I'm like, yeah. This Effie Mackie talking about being excited to have a cigar and a steak and be like, oh, yes, I could actually let go for a couple months before we start filming Cap 4 does ring in my mind, too. I also, I just, I, God bless. I, I want someone to ask Jim Biscardi who really, really <laughs> deeply cares about the century, about having such different actors playing the character. Uh, because for I think for a lot of casual people it's gonna be a, a hard sell anyway like he's just like a superman xp like that's all everybody really knows like a surface
1: level thing and even that you're gonna to to explain it to people so i don't know you know i'm pretty sure centuries rolling Thunderbolts, as i understand it at least early on was quite small which means that jim viscardi could have probably missed the whole thing so we're gonna go ahead and take a <laughs> minute break please go ahead and subscribe to the channel leave a five-star review uh and we'll see you in a moment
5: shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
1: welcome back to phase zero uh what do we got here to talk about? oh we got some x-men stuff a couple a couple of x-men stories here back to back
5: yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) we've got alexander schiff uh talk about not wanting to return a storm to our friends over at entertainment tonight you know What's kind of funny is, no, yeah, I'm not interested in returning. The thing is, what I love about the career and I've been able to form is that I can play many different things at this point. I feel like I've done what I needed to do with Storm, and I think there are other women who could take on that role and really kill it, and I support that. But for me, I just feel like I'm at a different place in my life. Is uh, anyone on the panel sad that Alexander Shipp does not want to reprise her role as Storm?
2: I feel like she said this before, and I feel like mm-hmm. she's talked about that it wasn't a good experience. And I feel like I feel bad for her that she keeps having to talk about it. <laughs> Just be, Like, and I get it. We would ask her the same thing. It's our job. But it's also like clearly she didn't enjoy it. And I like but I like this response because mm-hmm. it's a very diplomatic response. And it's in its a way to build up other women. And I really appreciate that, that she's that she formed it that way.
3: And I know in the past, she's been very vocal about like wanting a darker skinned actress to play Storm next. So it's like I'm I'm glad that she is kind of like opening the door and being like someone else can take this beyond me. But like she was she's been so great after these X-Men movies. Like she was really great in Tick, Tick, Boom and in Barbie and everything. So I if she did come back, I would want to see it. But I do not blame her at all for not wanting to.
1: Is there anyone from that young cast that you guys are like, yeah, that's that is somebody I would want back.
2: Oh, what's her name? Does Evan Peters count? <laughs>
3: I mean, you got him back technically. <laughs>
4: I'm not. No comment. Let's not. Let's not start
3: that. That's why I said technically. <laughs>
4: um, actually, lot a lot of comments. Please come on, yeah. come on down. She's super nice. Yes. She's there is an angel. God bless. Like, I'm sad that Jubilee is attached to some of that stuff, which is which makes me upset.
1: So, that was my answer
3: too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Y'all don't want Oscar Isaac's apocalypse back.
3: Nobody, I mean, he, o- Oscar Isaac doesn't want Oscar Isaac's apocalypse to come back so
1: <laughs>
4: yeah oh, you forget he's been in all of these things he's just in the background they could do a big John Malkovich with all
1: the Oscar Isaac's weird comic book adjacent characters <laughs> What did Olivia? My Olivia played Psylocke you know, Psylocke, not, yeah. Not great. Not really dying to see more of that Psylocke continuation. Ty Sheridan, Listen, is the F word, as as Next Psylocke. to Dark
2: Phoenix, Apocalypse is a masterpiece. So. <laughs> it's. I mean, they're both movies. Yeah, and one is more of <laughs> a movie than
1: the other. I mean, one is definitely a movie that came out at a different time than the other. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're both like they both have credits. <laughs> Yeah, no, anyway... Speaking of other actors from the younger generation of, uh, of X-Men.
3: Yeah, speaking of that, uh, James McAvoy also spoke to Entertainment Tonight, and he teased what it would take to return as Professor X, and he said, anything I say will get me in trouble in that I've had no contact with them. If they want me to come back, they need to talk to me, and there needs to be a good script. They need to want me. When stuff like that happens or doesn't happen, that's the reality of it. So, I think going off of what Jamie said of, like, the, the ending of that franchise was kind of of, you know, questionable, depending on how you feel about Dark Phoenix. So, I don't blame him for having this outlook. How do y'all feel about it?
2: My thing is, at this point, I think that we are going to get the older cast The uh, uh, because of where we're headed with Deadpool and Hugh Jackman. I would be surprised if we saw the younger versions all the way down to McAvoy and Fassbender again, unless it was in some kind of like little joke. Like we've talked about them walking into a room and it's a big group of people. I just w- with the with all of this winding down and heading into Secret Wars and all of that, you can't have two giant casts of the same actor. And at this point, we've already seen Patrick Stewart and everything. And I just think that's the direction they are going. Not that I would give anything. James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender are like my number one favorite comic book boyfriends. And I would love to see them (laughs) together again, for sure. But I just don't think that's ever going to happen. And at least we're getting the other cast, I think.
1: I think the only place we'd see McAvoy is in Deadpool 3, I don't think. Yeah. I think Secret Wars, if it does end up having the Avengers versus X-Men elements that I keep crying about, uh, I, I think it would have to be the OG cast of both universes. Because, let's be honest, if you bring back Downey and Evans and Johansson and Hemsworth and Renner and all, and, you know, you have the original Avengers, go, and they're going against <laughs> Alexander's ship, Ty Sheridan, you know... James McAvoy, I'm sorry. I love your Professor X, but I have to lump you in with the rest of them who are not as renowned as the OGs. You know, they, they clearly, clearly is not as big of a draw as if you had Halle Berry and James Marsden and all of the originals. So, yeah, no, I'm sorry, OGs. Sorry, James McAvoy. I don't want your pain. I don't I want love, your future.
4: I love him dancing and I just want behind-the-scenes
1: stuff of him dancing on Deadpool 3. He only got to
4: show up. Just just him cutting a rug is fine enough for me. Um, I think you guys are right that there's a reason that in certain post-credit scenes to certain Marvel movies, they use the music from X2 and stuff like that. I feel like... Um, that 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 has more emotional weight for an audience if you're going to spend all this money on cameos which is why i was making it thunderstorm in the background of brandon talking you have to go for the stuff that really gonna make people pop out of their seats you Mm -hmm. need the jamie dirac punching someone next to you reaction out of the theater (laughs) else it's not worth it
1: yeah you mentioned professor x obviously the the older beast is back too yeah Mm -hmm. so who, who knows if it's from that same universe but it's the same actor as maybe variant maybe who knows whatever but yeah unlikely i think we all agree to see mcavoy again sad days of future past one of my favorite comic book movies of, of all time and he was fantastic in it but well, let's be honest patrick stewart is come on all right we're gonna take one more quick break we got some more mcu news from agatha to the bunisher to peter b parker and and you don't want to miss aaron spicy nugget of the week subscribe to the channel during the break see you in a moment
4: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
1: Welcome back to phase zero. It's the final third of the show. It's the third act. This is where
2: all the action happens. Jamie. Oh, boy. The action indeed, because we got an Agatha update. Uh, Catherine Hahn spoke to The Hollywood Reporter, and she said, uh, we just have a few more days to pick up. Yeah, we've got it. We've got most of it done. It's very exciting. Marvel fans and just anyone who loves a witch. I can't wait for people to see it. Who wouldn't want to play a witch? That's all I played as a kid every Halloween. Girl, same! <laughs> 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 oh I can't. I'm gonna start posting all my witch Halloween childhood photos. Oh, I'm just. She's excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be great. Number one hype rankings, Aaron and I. Let's go. This
1: makes me actually wish El Muerto happened because as a kid, I wanted to be a wrestler.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah very happy um, El Muerto release weekend to everyone yeah, it's, it's true right? it totally, I, wrote, I wrote a eulogy for it on our website it, it was supposed <laughs> to come out last Friday and it did not and I am honestly a little sad about it so because that movie would have been something
1: Oh, El Muerto bonus episode drops this <laughs>
3: <party>. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if we got that Bunny on the show though imagine no.
1: <laughs> listen I'll wrestle Bad Bunny someday my first wrestling match is in February everybody on Phase Zero come watch it uh, anyway, back to Agatha, and, and because we just because we can't spend the whole time talking about El Muerto. Yes. Uh, Agatha. I, I, yeah, I'm excited. Not as excited as Jamie and Aaron, and I feel like that means you. Know, I hate it by my by my own. <laughs> <propositions>, <laughs> he hates Agatha. Uh, but no, yeah. The I, the the thing I think I'm most looking forward to with Agatha, not most, like, but the perspective I keep trying to maintain, is that this does feel like the last of the everything gets a green light era. So I want to take it in and enjoy it because I don't think we would have got Agatha Darkhold Diaries if, if Agatha was introduced now. I think Agatha would have always been a supporting character who shows up here and there. And now Agatha gets her own show because of the timing of it. And I think we kind of lucked out as Marvel fans. And hopefully we get to enjoy this one. And it's a great series.
3: I agree. Jamie and Aaron's excitement is like palpable; like it's it's infectious. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm really curious how they're going to end up marketing the show because even just based off of her comment and how much she's leaning into kind of the witchiness of it, I feel like if they try to sell this as like Marvel's hocus pocus, that will help get so many people who have fallen off of the Marvel bandwagon. And so I really hope they like lean into the idea of like, do you just want to see a bunch of fun actresses playing witches? Then like go watch the show immediately. So.
2: I know a whole corner of the internet that is like Patty Lapone is a witch. I'm going to watch this even if I don't care anything about this franchise. So, I mean, let's go. Let's go.
4: Oh, man. It's so close. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) It'll be fall. I don't really love the holidays, but I'm here. I'm here. I'll have my witch hat on, Jamie.
2: Flor, (laughs) are you? Aaron hating the holidays is the new me going to G23. That's <laughs> it is, it is. I it just is. don't like
1: it. <laughs> Halloween's
2: like, I'm with you in the not enjoying
1: holidays camp, but uh, Halloween is just like, uh, I feel like Halloween is an exception to, to, at least for me, to the rule there. Because Halloween, Halloween, you can just be silly and it's, not. I don't know, for the reasons I don't like the holidays, Halloween is an outlier. Outlier,
2: okay. All right. Well, well I like all holidays. I guess
4: that
1: comes out.
2: And Halloween's <laughs> my like, I like
4: all
1: Jamie. What? Oh. <laughs> All right. I got somebody who might have a hard time on holidays to talk about next The Punisher. Oh. I'm a huge fan. Oh, of no. Uh, yeah, you talk, yeah. I love The Punisher as a character. I love. Frank Castle, I love John Bernthal's portrayal of The Punisher. And so Johnny B said to Collider. It's my first time reading this, bear with me. Quote, listen, I'm no Jamie Dirac reading a quote. I'm no Jamie Dirac with a recap, but I try. Okay, I try. You get a Jamie Dirac quote in the next bit of news. So stay tuned. But for now, you gotta deal with me quoting John Bernthal talking about the Punisher to Collider. Quote, I think there's a reason why that character has resonated as deeply and strongly as he has in the hearts and the minds of comic book fans and first responders and military. And people in the military and people all over the globe. I think there's a little bit of Frank Castle in everybody. He exists very strongly inside of me and I care about that character deeply. I also know that it's absolutely essential that if we do it, we do it right. And we have real sacred integrity to the source material and to what is at the core of Frank. I'm going to do my absolute best to make sure that if and when we do it, we do it right. Man. I I think John Bernthal cares very deeply about this character. And John Bernthal strikes me as like just a straight shooter, man's man type of guy, like he's just a guy who is fully himself all the time. He cares about people. He kind of just gets like I don't know how to describe. It. He just seems like a guy who gets it. Like he's doing it right. I like think he's very talented. I think he's a stand-up person. And I think he's a fantastic Frank Castle and I I think that the fact that he's coming back as Punisher for the MCU It's a great thing for the MCU, a great thing for the character because he cares and he's not going to, he's going to do everything he can to make sure that character is delivered well and right and, and just everything about it works. And that I'm very excited to see him play this character again. Is anybody else a big Punisher fan? Am I alone on that Island?
2: I have to say, I just I've been telling, I've talked about I've been watching Daredevil and I just watched the arc of the first half of season two. And it is the first time watching Daredevil that I have been genuinely riveted. The scene of them on the rooftop, the scene of him at the grave. I mean, like I genuinely was. It's the first time that I was like, "Oh, I get it." Because before that, my favorite Punisher was Dolph because that was just the one I had. <laughs> I do love the Dolph Punisher I stand by it, but like, no. I after think. finally watching this arc of Daredevil, I so get it, and I, I'm and I plan to now go watch Punisher because of it. I haven't seen it yet, but it is on my list now because of how good he is in Daredevil.
1: There's just something about when when he does that, he gets like primal as Punisher, and he just does that whole like. <gasps> Thing. You know what I'm talking about when he gets really pissed, yo.
2: Because
1: you, I, if I was on set, I would be running the other way if I heard that noise. <laughs> I think his work as Frank Castle is incredible, Uh, but I, I really hope there's a time and a place where he ends up like coming across somebody else in the MCU and he's like, "Let me ask you something." And their name is Rick. I don't. Are there any MCU <laughs> characters named Rick? But not I not
3: actually. I, there are comic characters, but there aren't really there, MCU are there ones.
1: Nobody in the MCU named Rick yet. Hell, he's going to meet Nova. This is my dream scenario. He's going to meet Nova Richard Ryder. He's going to call him Rick, and he's going to go up to him and say, let me ask you something, Rick. Does this look dead to you? Something like that, man huge John Bernthal fan, huge Punisher fan. Aaron, Jen, you guys got thoughts on this?
3: I, I have a lot of complicated feelings about Punisher and especially the the way that the character has been portrayed a little bit recently but like John Bernthal is incredible. I agree with Jamie, like that first arc in Daredevil is outstanding and I do love the way that he worded this quote. I think he's very thoughtful and considerate to like how, like the actual source material because even Jerry Conway who co-created Punisher has kind of said like it, it has strayed away from the source material a little bit. So I hope if we see him again when we see him again that there is kind of that feeling cuz I think it could be really cool.
4: Shout out to Jerry Conway, a real OG. Uh I love um the statements he has to give periodically yes. on certain things that have to do with this character's lineage and its depictions in our real world. And because of a lot of things I kind of bounce off of it a lot, you know. Um I don't know how you would do this. I was one of the only people here at Comic Book when they made the change for the swords to be like honestly good, honestly. <laughs> My favorite Frank Castle run is when he's freaking Frankenstein. This is the yes. most interesting the character's ever been. God bless. I I know that's a controversial opinion. Shout out to Marvel Max that doesn't exist anymore. Um, uh, but Bernthal is such a captivating performer because it's funny. I'm like the opposite. I him in American Gigolo and him in freaking uh, King Richard shows me i'm like oh he has a lot of range like this is, is an actor like it's not just okay he's wearing the suit of my favorite costume character and i like this guy because of that No, he's got some skills so i i know that there is a commentary that we're probably going to see him in born again and for the fans of the netflix stuff god bless you've had the best 2024 i could possibly imagine like adam barnhart still hasn't woken up it's been the Dirty Dancing montage with him being lifted up by Charlie Cox and an D'Onofrio for three months now. So that's great.
1: Um, so, yeah, excited to see what happens. Nobody trips over a suitcase full of money quite like John Bernthal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So we're all on Moving board. Moving
2: on. Yeah. Another juicy quote uh, Jake Johnson spoke to comic book's own Patrick Cavanaugh about the possibility of playing Peter B. Parker in live action. He said, I think for me, it's all truthfully, it's all about Phil Lord and Chris Miller. If Phil Lord or Chris texted and said, We think this is really cool and we would like you to be a part of it, then I'm in. If it's Sony that says they have a got a really fun idea and it's a new director who's at a great studio rate, I feel less excited about that. If Phil says, Hey man, you're not going to like this but we're going to put you in tights in front of a green screen but it's him and it's chris and i'm like the project's going to be so thoughtful and good and mean so and mean so much to so many people and if you think i could help that f yes i'm in but in terms of me individually having a desire i don't (laughs) this is fair i mean fair watching
1: jake johnson interviews is delightful Mm-hmm. He is, uh, Nick Miller, you know, just in the extended universe. He's a variant. He is so chill. He's so honest. I appreciate his insights on this. And I don't think there is a need for him to play Peter B. Parker in live action. Um, you know, so
5: so. I think
3: there's a there's a way you could do it. That would be really fun. It would be wild if like somehow at the end of like Craven or something like that. It's like here is Peter B. Parker and that's that universe's Spider-Man or something. But I, I agree with him that like there has to be a really good reason to justify it.
1: Yeah, Nick Miller, Nick Miller's Don't Killer Marcus Ward in the comment section. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, if it, he's got a point, it's got to be the Spider Verse team. I see it as an extension. It may be in Beyond the Spider Verse. But then at the same time, it's like he's going to look so different from Peter B. Parker in animation that he would just have to be like a variant of the character anyway. Right?
2: They're both kind of equally hot. Uh, I I could hear. If, like if I didn't know who voiced Peter B Parker and then like we're gonna bring this into live action and then like Jake Johnson I'd say fair okay I mean
1: so are Brad Pitt and Jason Momoa but they look quite different I don't know <laughs> we're learning a lot about our friends today on this
4: yes yeah, we are twenty twenty four the year we, we share too much <laughs> oh, I would really kill. For it. it's not like a big thing. But if Tom was walking through that diner in Spider-Man 4, and it was just Jake Johnson eating a burger in the same yeah. coat with a suit under it, it'd be like, what? I'm on my lunch break? That's enough for me. That's really funny. Like, that sort of stuff like you get away with. I don't know about having an entire movie where he's there, because as Peter pointed out in the comments, we're in the Phase Zero account. Like, they've kind of got Toby on the same sort of thing right now. I think he'd appreciate if you told him he could show out. He could show up without the six pack abs for the for whatever he's going to show up for. He'd probably be down for that. He'd be like, "Yes, no exercise." You can see I have a clear tilt on this episode against being in the gym or taking these illicit supplements. But you know, if if they if that happens. The Spider Verse movies are popular enough that you probably should brace for some element of element of it making its way into Secret Wars. Maybe not all of them or anything, but there will be a nod. They're too popular not to.
1: Aaron, you, if me, and you ever gonna hoop, man? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm to be out there out of shape shooting set shots. Richard's be like, "What honestly, happened?" Stay out of the gym because you're. You, it'll help me out because I didn't. When we, I'll never forget that challenge. And then I saw Aaron in person and I was like, <laughs> "Yo." what the hell i'm not used to being the being the not the tallest person in the room my my My,
4: mom saw the picture of all of us because she was here over the weekend like at at comic-con two years ago and she was like i thought brandon was taller What? (laughs) What? (laughs)
1: i'm out i'm out (laughs) we're just adding taller people slowly you and liam liam that's right freaking beanstalks
2: when i took pictures with both of you and jake at the what if jake is my best friend uh for those listening jake was with us at what if you're all three of you are so tall that i'm like people are gonna think i'm just short because i'm I'm only (laughs) hanging around tall people
1: yeah usually i'm sure aaron experiences this but like whenever we do in-person interviews actors are not tall no we got a red carpet it's usually uh where people, the first thing people say is usually like, wow, you're or like, when I post a photo with an actor or like I meet somebody, whatever, everybody's like, you're so much taller than I thought you were. Wow, like whatever. It's like, well, no. Well, I feel like, no, actors are just short. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we got one more topic here. Speaking to tall people, Aaron. Oh, boy.
4: It's, it's a final, it's a return of the spicy nugget of the week presented by nobody. Um, our Adam Barnhart loves 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 finding funny angles from the comics and since he's had such a role with all this netflix stuff and other tertiary marvel stuff that's now being folded into the canon faster and faster and faster he thinks we just figured out who the ghost ride in the mcu is going to be so there's a spirit of vengeance comic that's coming out this year and in that comic the hood is ghost rider now because of how the mcu does things with synergy as the owner of a miss marvel issue where she has hard light and that there's a new century series out where there's a new century that has lineage very similar to stephen Yoon, which is gonna be kind of weird now probably who knows um The idea that they would introduce a ghost rider who was the hood has some people wondering, was this a plan because Ironheart was supposed to come out this year? Mm. Do you think he's on to something with this?
3: I absolutely believe it's supposed to, like Ironheart was supposed to come out this year and this was like kind of teasing and kind of like leading the runway because Marvel does have a penchant for, as much as humanly possible with all of the scheduling, putting out a comic that is very relevant to the movie or the TV show that is on the pipeline. I don't necessarily believe that the hood will be Ghost Rider in the MCU because I feel like this was just a way to bring back the hood and give him a, a story in a new miniseries that they could sell and package very easily. And it's just something that like nobody would have ever put together, but it does does make sense but i i think this was just a way to like get the hood in people's minds before he eventually shows up in ironheart
1: i like it i think there's a pretty good amount of credibility to this rumor given how this the synergy at marvel comics works with marvel studios and kevin feige now oversees both at the end of the day uh i mean they started making mr fantastic look like john krasinski in the comics a long time ago how long till he looks like pedro Probably not very long, so I don't know that i I don't know if I want that, but I do feel like that is the type of thing they do.
4: i mean this is this is how it works. I joked around in the rundown. This is another instance of you know uh, ocean spray bottle, possibly here <laughs> here we are again, Jenna. every week we're just going to get notified of major developments in this franchise from just weird other stuff. Like, we already know, well, th- th- there are pictures floating around that you can find if you're diligent, of the Ironheart final suit on the Internet places, and the movie is not out I mean, the show's not going to be out until next year, but you can you can go see that for yourself if you're industrious. So there's clearly some synergy. That was supposed to be going on. I remember mm-hmm. seeing the Golden Eagle armor for Wonder Woman 1984 uh-huh. on a bag of Totitos <laughs> back in, uh, like, what was it, 2020? <laughs> I was like, bro, yeah. what is happening? Because all this stuff has to be developed so far ahead of time that if you shift the release date, the toys, the Legos, whatever, are supposed to come out. And that's it, you know? I, we got another funny thing the last week i want to say where a lego set for brave new world is coming out this year
1: Mm -hmm.
4: and there's a a certain giant red being in the details for the lego set that somebody lied to my friend jamie direct to her face about
2: Mm -hmm. and did not know
4: (laughs) what a red hulk was but here we are with legos with that character in it so you know it's keep an eye on that stuff. If you care about all the weird machinations behind the scenes, because they can't
1: hide all of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I have no, I have nothing to add. You have nothing oh, to I'm add. Sorry,
5: just, just to
2: clarify the, 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 to, to sum it up, are we saying mm. that Anthony Ramos could be ghostwriter? Is that what we're saying?
3: That's yeah.
2: Potentially.
3: Like the
2: hood would also have ghostwriter abilities. Okay. Okay. But I just wanted—I just wanted to sum it up, sum yes. up the theory, so that my brain could understand what was happening. Well, okay. I mean, okay. All right. All right. Go well, ahead. Baby. I mean, so what
1: if? Or what if he's not actually playing the hood, and that's a mislead? And in Ghost Rider, he's in Ironheart. He's actually just Ghost Rider. Oh my god.
2: I feel like that'd be a weird <laughs> choice, especially when they're like
3: to Aaron's point, there are photos out there, like that. That I don't know. I, again, I honestly just believe that this was a way to get another Hood comic published before Ironheart. I don't necessarily believe that this is exactly an indication of the story that they're doing in Ironheart, because I still think that the technology versus magic seems to be the thing that they're going with. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Weirder things have happened with this franchise.
4: BD, say it. Say it. Come on. Say it, Wibby. But this song is
1: confirmed.
3: He's
1: yeah. <laughs> come the devil in the details, baby. All right, y'all. I think that was a lovely show. We covered a lot of news topics. We read a lot of quotes. Y'all got a Jamie quote. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. No, I, I'm, just, I'm pissed. I hate it. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> you shared it. You could have kept that one to yourself. Yeah. What? what? You got. You could have kept it to yourself. You're the one who posted it.
1: No, I saw it. I was like, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> then I also have people on, my, uh, on Instagram who are like, wait a second. You have a podcast, and I'm like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" I, have a, you question mark? Yeah, it's a statement. Yes, we have a podcast. Go listen to it. So we got to raise awareness. We got to start raising awareness for phase zero. Get the audience even bigger. I love our audience. I feel like if we got more famous, it'd be if we if we got to that point, we just can't leave the house. I don't know if I'm ready for that, guys. I don't. know. We're right there. We're like right there, everybody. So we gotta be <laughs> I just want to be able to go to Walgreens in peace and buy something. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't need that Dwayne Johnson treatment where you got to have security. You know, I don't want to be Taylor Swift at a football game. Okay. We're right there though. We're that close. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. Aaron, any last words for today's show?
4: Uh, It's at someone late hornet on Twitter. Um, I would say, I'm going to go promo, go read Jenna's, uh, El Muerto, uh, (laughs) post-operation uh, dot, by, uh, autopsy, because golly, we flew so close to the sun and we just didn't deserve it. Also, go on to the Phase Zero Twitter account and respond to BD's question about which character deserves a Marvel Spotlight series, because I have a feeling we probably should talk about uh, Visit D'Onofrio and the idea of if Daredevil's going to be that next show.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Jamie Dragon, last words for to today's show?
2: Oh yeah, I want to uh, just clarify because I've I've seen a lot of confusion in the comments because Peter made a beautiful graphic as he always does with a stamp that says "Canceled" over She Hulk. It is not confirmation that She Hulk is canceled. I just want us all to remember that uh, we might still be getting it for those of us who want it. Uh, don't be too sad, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm surprised nobody took that as
1: like She-Hulk had a controversial opinion that like got herself.
2: (laughs) It did look like that when I first (laughs) saw it. (laughs) And I was
3: like, no.
1: (laughs) Jenna, tell them Um, what you do
3: it uh, thank you jamie first of all for clarifying that um also if you're sad about it or if you're happy about it just know again this is all just conjecture um and it's at hey it's gentle on social media as always go read some comics i forgot to plug ultimate spider-man number one last week but it is outstanding you need to go read it and uh there's a new guardians of the galaxy issue this week it is so good made me cry so highly recommend that as well
1: nice all right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a five-star review on every major podcast platform. So if you listen to us on Apple, that means leave a five-star review there, then go to Spotify and leave a five-star review there too. And uh, Maybe even press play there and whatever, and just let the whole episode play and then just play the next one, the next one, the next one, and just help us... Uh be able to gloat about our numbers to the people who help us book guests because ultimately it does come down to ear holes and eyeballs that get our uh, our, 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 our guests booked and opportunities locked in. So we really appreciate that. We got some really cool stuff coming up in 2024. So yes, five-star review. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash phase zero. Uh, play our show for your mom. Play it for your dog. Play it in the car. Thank you so much for sending us pictures when you play it on the big screen. It makes us all feel cool. If you want to talk more, hit me up at Brandon Davis BD and uh, we'll see you on Friday for a bonus episode or a spotlight episode. We're still figuring it out and we'll be back on wednesday at 12 p.m eastern time every single week for the rest of your lives see you there